by the works. And I don't mean that everything has to be, you know, by the sweat of your brow, but I do believe that if you are imparted, and this is why I challenge the, the prophets, if everything is an impartation and not a uh, graduation, what I mean by a graduation, it's not a, a time of prowess and trial and travail and a birth, what will happen emphatically is that you will have something without really understanding the true value and cost of something. And you are definitely dangerous to yourself and to others. Ready to work out. Before you start, heavy or not, you want to go ahead and use your superpower to give you that strength and energy to make it through your workout. Get you some. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the CVMK Show, because it is what it is. I'm your host. The host is with the most, Mr. CVMK himself, CVMK33 on the ground, Cody Brennan, Marshall Kelly. Look, we have an amazing episode. We're going to do something different because I believe you are what you eat, and consumption is more than just food. Consumption is what you allow in your space, what you allow in your thought patterns, what you allow in your relationships, the things that you entertain yourself by and on a consistent basis. And I want to review, I got this book for Christmas because I wanted this book, uh, just finished it, and it's going to be Arnold's Be Useful, Seven Tools for Life. The author is Arnold Schwarzenegger himself, the governor. But I want to do this from a little different perspective. I want to review this and correlation to faith and see if the principles of this book in some way, shape or form line up with the Christian message. And then how do we exact truth and apply it to divine principle? Because I do believe that the responsibility of the believer is to apply a very metaphysical logic, a sound logic that is not you know, we're just not doing things to do things, right? Just like if I share a double screen, you know, how do we have the different backgrounds? How do we do this? How do we do that? It's all about understanding application and how to really use it uh, and not just become super spiritual that you become no earthly good. No, become super carnal that you make void faith or you make mockery of it. So we're going to get into this book. We're going to break it down. We're going to go through the first three chapters is part one of Be Useful, book review of Mr. CBMK himself after this quick break. So in review, chapter one deals with have a clear vision. That's the name of the title. The scripture that comes to me is Acts 2, verse 17. Acts 2 and 17, for I have a clear vision, right? It reads as follows. 
And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. I think this is a very secular approach to what the scriptures are referencing of seeing something beyond self that is not delusional, but is imputed and given unto us by God himself. The vision that you have, or how you see yourself and yourself becoming is not a random thought. It's not an isolated conjure. It's not an imaginary or an imaginative delusion as it is an implemented strategy from the Lord. And it's hard because it doesn't always come across and manifest itself as something super spiritual. And at the same time, it can be confirmed on something almost pseudo carnal. <laughs> but whatever and however it is, it's given to you by a reason. It's given to you for a purpose. And it's not this whimsical, uh, petty self-actualization, right? It's not just writing things on a vision board. It's deliberately creating a strategy to achieve what you and only you can see. Arnold goes on to say to have a clear vision is to have a picture of what you want your life to look like and then develop a plan for how to actually get there. That's a direct quote. I don't think us as human beings really have a true vision of ourselves, where we want to be, where we are, where we want to be and how to actually get there. An honest conversation of faith, in fact, and it's really the two working hand in hand, right? We're not willing to have that hard conversation because depression is real. I think societal factors are real. Um, disappointment is real. The glass ceilings are real. Economic disparity is real. And whenever there is opposition and adversarial engagement, the lack of clarity, or I would say not the lack of clarity, but a new clarity is provided. And I really believe it is the job of the enemy to give you false sight. False sight is not blindness. False, false sight is the ability to understand where you're going and actually get there to actually see it how it is written. Um, you know, we talk about 2020 and 2016 nearsighted, farsighted. I would say a distorted vision is when you can no longer conceptualize what is actually in front of you and create the world in which you want to exist in. Right. Cause the brain, the optical nerves attached to the eye, the eye literally just takes in light. It is the brain that is interpreting information and data to come up with the pictography that you see. There's a difference between sight and vision. And I think most of the time when life hits you, it's trying to knock you off your vision. So it's interesting how Arnold, you know, brings about this, you know, need for uh, clarity of vision. Uh, this need to see what your life can be 
but not what it can be, what it must be. And I think there's a difference there. How to actually get there, how to create the space and the time to actually invest in it and develop it. And I don't think we invest in ourselves enough because selfishness is a two-edged sword. On one hand, selfishness is destructive. It is prideful. It is egotistical. It is enamored, um, an enamored, distorted view of self and of others. It is the withdrawal of love and compassion, but that another token is also the honed in experience and focus that you need to actually achieve something of noteworthiness. You truly cannot be successful on any level without a certain level of selfishness. So on one hand, it's the thing that is harming us, but it's also the thing that is propelling us because things have this dual effect to you. Human nature is dual sighted. That's why we need the Lord so that the tritarian effect of (laughs) who we need to be is glorified and sanctified and redeemed by one. But have we honestly created space and time to get to that thing? Nobody has enough time. 24 hours, seven days a week is a lot to every human being. Creating space within a given time frame is what most of us fell out. Having created enough to actually invest in one's future and actually invest in what we're going for and actually invest in our aims. Or have we just kind of, you know, took it on the shoulder? I think that when we fully go and fully create space, I think a perfect example, let's stop speaking allegorically. If my goal is to be a better husband, then I have to create space to fully understand what I'm not doing, have the tools, the strategy, and the willingness and communication to actually go about implementing it on a small scale level until you're able to build a better ecosystem and have a more rounded and full effect. That is the creation of space versus time. Do we prioritize getting better or has adult life simply been, you know, boiled down to just surviving? I think we start losing vision when survival is the ultimate thing. And out of survival, out of just mere existence, creativity, therefore creation, is the first thing that goes. But when there's a refocus and a refueling of an energized hope, expectation, and the discipline of long-suffering, the fruit of the spirit, long-suffering, to actually create the space and the willingness to realize this might take me longer than I thought, but I'm still going to get there. 
then I think you've grabbed hold to some real power. Look, when we return, I want to get into Never Think Small for Chapter 2. Just a quick word from my sponsors. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. Y'all, www.cbmkglobal.store. Look, I have with me the best whey protein out the way. 110 calories? Look how low in calories that is. 25 grams of protein. Nothing but whey protein isolate and digestive enzymes. It's nothing but the good stuff. Not amino spiking. Not, you know, all these gimmicks and, and whatnot to give you false hope. It is designed for ultimate performance, and it tastes amazing. We also have vegan uh, proteins and transform, but I want you to go today, www.cvnkglobal.store. There's a little icon, three bars. Click on the left, go to signature supplements, select it, then scroll down to checkout, and on checkout, put in code CBMK24. For 24% off. Get it today. www.cbmkglobal.store. Chapter 2 says, never think small. I think it's easy to be distorted on any end of the cerebral spectrum. Some people overthink and have an obtruse version of themselves. And then some people have a very low version of themselves. Thinking small or not thinking small, never not thinking small is not being delusional but being aspirational because small, large, these are the things that are relative amounts, you know, to Muzzy Bold, LeBron James is large to Wimbenyama. LeBron James is small. Did he shrink or did he grow? Or has he always been the same stature? It depends on your point of reference and perspective is everything. Having the proper perspective gives you the humility to accept what is real, but it also gives you the audacity to challenge what needs to be challenged to achieve what has to happen. That's why you can't afford to think small. Thinking small will get you small results. You have to think, and not just in a lofty but I would say intellectual aspect of it, but thinking your brain, your cerebral output is also acting. I think it correlates as far as the Christian perspective with the scripture from Mark 11 and 23. And as I pull it up, 
in my Bible app phone because uh, that's what us millennials do. It says, from this point, speak to the mountain. And the mountain shall be moved. Truly, I tell you that if anyone says that this mountain be lifted up and fall into the sea and will not doubt in his heart, but shall believe what they say will happen, it will be done for them. King James, I think it reads like this for very less unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast to the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. Now, this is where the creation of time and space is. He shall have whatsoever he saith. God tells his followers, Jesus, God, who is God in the flesh, speak to it. It's not just the words you say, but allow your actions because nonverbal communication is just as essential as verbal communication. And I think for a lot of us, we never focus on the need for nonverbal communication. Uh, particularly in the body of faith, we only think that nonverbal uh, communication comes in the form of a cultural, spiritual, or I should say spiritual, cultural uh, praise, dance, shout, or a um, attire, long skirts, no makeup, ugly. You know, but that's not really communicating. Communication is how you do it, when you do it, why you do it, and by doing it itself. Whatever that is, nonverbal communication, the body is constantly speaking. How you look at somebody, how you hug them, do you hug them, will you hug them? <laughs> will you shake their hand, how you serve, how you appreciate, how you treat, how you mistreat. These are all nonverbal cues that are just as loud as somebody screaming hallelujah. But unfortunately, we are not speaking correctly. And your body will determine just as much as your mouth. You can't be mouth activated and bodily halted. Moses finds himself at a Red Sea. An army behind him and a sea in front of him. He lifts up his head hands. What a bodily movement. And the sea departs. Moses didn't go into a frantic and fanatic uh, spiritual uh, dialogue. He made a body movement and God responded. Because God can communicate past what you're saying. God himself is a spirit. Audibility is not limited to one mechanism. His word spoke to us and his word, the Bible says, became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. And the problem is when you're not acting, you're not speaking. I can only evaluate the true interpretation of thought based off action. 
Because inspiration without action is flowery words without intimacy. And you don't want to be itchy earing anything, right? You want to see it. So this never think small is how do we go from aspirational understanding of self and move it into the proper medium, the proper lane in which it needs to exist. And he answers this in the third chapter with work your butt off. After this quick break, my sponsor will be back with the first three chapters review of Be Useful by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower pre-workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then ditch your current pre-workout and get the Superpower pre-workout to be your own hero. Y'all, Look, I was dog tired. It is freezing here in Chicago. It is three degrees outside, literally, uh, Fahrenheit. And, you know, didn't feel like going to the gym. Took a scoop of the pre-workout, superpower, bam, got through it. Had a good workout. And now I'm here doing this podcast because I want you to know that life is not going to be ideal. You still have to grind. Which leads me to the third chapter as I take these headphones off. They've been in my ear all day. A work your butt off. Hard work is what it is. It's hard. The consistency of hard work is taxing and exhausting. It can break you. It can rub you the wrong way. You can feel underappreciated. You can feel neglected. You can feel mm, tired. But the truth of the matter is what you do not work for you will never truly appreciate nor fully earn. And if you do possess it, you will destroy it. Things that are not by the works. And I don't mean that everything has to be, you know, by the sweat of your brow, but I do believe that if you are imparted, and this is why I challenge the, the prophets. If everything is an impartation and not a uh, graduation, what I mean by a graduation, it's not a, a time of prowess and trial and travail and birth. What will happen emphatically is that you will have something without really understanding the true value and cost of something. And you are definitely dangerous to yourself and to others when you are solely focused on impartation. Everything shouldn't be given to you. I think that there should be something in you that wants to know what it's like to dog it. I'm not saying every battle has to be a, you know, like, oh my God, you know, I slave for this. Like every battle should not feel like that. Every activity should not feel like that. But you should know, like, man, I did that thing. <laughs> right? Like, like, not braggadociously or anything, but I think there's a great comfort in the process. There's a great hope and appreciation for 
feeling all of the journey. Um, feeling the bumps in the road, feeling the flat tires, feeling the disappointment, the letdown. It makes you not only appreciate it, but I think if you treat it the right way, it will help you not become a gatekeeper and therefore restrict information to others because you feel a certain type of way. Right? Working your butt off is scripturally sound. Faith without works, uh, even so to the spirit of the body is dead. Faith too without works is dead. It's one scripture, but the words of Christ ring true. Seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. Ask, bodily action. Seek is a work. Ask would be the vision of yourself requesting something. Seek would actually be actually going out to get it. Knock is the temper and the intensity and the fervor of constantly pounding at the door of opportunity, regardless of if they answer or not. That is essential for working. And I think, you know, we don't want to admit this, but working your butt off is the success knowing that others get to enjoy the essence of your labor, the fruit of your labor. Now I get it. I mean, if you don't feel appreciated in what you do and how you do it and you're undervalued, then it's like, what's the point of all this? But I do think you have to get comfortable again, being a dog. Something I've been trying to do, and I'll share this internally, 2024, I've been trying to capture the dog back at me because I think I got a little too lax. You know, you get your master's and, you know, you you get a little degree bougie and you you get, you know, a little soft. But something about that hunger, that, uh, you know, that, that dog, when you have a dog, they can't beat you. It's not that things don't hurt, but you will go cry and go back out there and still get it. As my mama said, you will dig your heels in. And I think Arnold is just correlating and confirming what Christ has said. You got to go for it. You're not going to magically be bestowed this great honor. You have to go out and put yourself in position to be harmed. Not that we seek harm or we seek devaluation, but I mean by, I don't mean by anything a lack of integrity or compromising uh, ethics, integrity, or, you know, uh, morality, conformity uh, of morality and spirituality. I don't mean that, but I mean by putting yourself in an environment that you don't have control over so that you can get the control over your life putting yourself in position to win means I have lost already. I've lost more than I can bear. Practice sucks. Running sucks. You get runners itch. Your fat starts slapping around. 
you get cramps, you get muscle cramps, you get dehydrated, and then the water's not enough. They got to use Gatorade electrolytes. That's not enough. Then they got to get real advanced supplementation. They got to get BCAAs. They got to get EAAs and, you know, all this other stuff and, you know, and, 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 and scientific carbs. No longer just getting, you know, goofy carbs from sugar and, and cookies. You got to get stuff for intra-workout. All of it is not cool, but all of it is necessary. Because how will you do it? How will you place yourself in position to be a achiever, a high achiever? How do you know that you gave it your all if you never sweated? If you never left it all out there and nobody said anything and you showed up the next day and did it all over again? How do you know, you know, as you say, you're him? If you don't go for it, and I mean really, legitly go for it. Working your butt off can't just be a a theme or something you do once. Or, you know, I did it for a month and it didn't work. No, I mean, it's like I'm on year two. And I'm still not there. And I'm still just as hungry, just as nasty, just as uh, foaming at the mouth because one day I'm going to wake up with everything. That is the essence and the fuel behind working your butt off. When we return, because we're going to do this in multiple parts, I'll be back with my closing thoughts. Hey, what's up? It's CVMK33. Look, I want you to subscribe, hit the notification bell, subscribe here, 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 everywhere, so you can get the latest and greatest of this podcast content. Stay tuned. Oh, subscribe. What are you doing? Why haven't you subscribed? YouTube at CBMK, one word, four letters. Instagram, it is what it is, underscore show, CBMK, underscore global, CBMK33, TikTok, CBMK globe, and the, where the best supplements are, www.cbmkglobal.store. Go there today. Check it out. So, first three chapters, obviously I finished the book, but this is what kept me reading. I thought that it was going to be, you know, some Jim Bro, you know, stuff that is like, oh, cool for lifting days, but nothing you can take with you in life. Arnold proved me wrong. What it allows for is a honest conversation with why he did what he did, not the how he got stronger in the bench press, but his mental prep and execution uh, and realizing he didn't do it by himself. We'll get into that in the later chapters so that he can be what he wanted to be, how he saw himself. And as a believer, if we can take lessons from the unfaithed, right? And I'm not assuming anything. I don't know where Arnold is in his faith or not, but if we can take lessons from those who have not pushed it as, as pushed the Lord Jesus as gospel, I think what we can understand for ourselves is that God will still show himself in all in all. We just know who the name and the power is, but it's the same person and we have to get right. And if we acknowledge the correct person who is Jesus Christ, we have to, as believers say, I have to take authority and initiative over my own life. And I got to first start with the ugly things, not just the sin. Sin is easy. Sin is everywhere. 
Sin is in the mortal body. It is only cast out and covered by the blood of Jesus. That's the only way you can get rid of it. You can't atone for it any other way. You can't sacrifice any other animals. You, uh, without Christ, there is no atonement uh, of sins, but it is allotted unto you. But the curse and the stain and the, and the wages of death is removed by his sacrifice. So let's get, that's an obvious truth, sin. We can deal with that. We can deal with deliverance, sanctification, all the good stuff. Let's deal with other things, other types of sins, attitude, laziness, being non-grateful, being ungrateful, unappreciative, being slowful, not being confident, lacking confidence, having an arrogance, too much confidence. And I think when you start having those hard, honest conversations with self, you're allowed to have a clear vision. And from this clear vision, we're able to create strategy. From strategy, we can now carve out space and time to implement our processes and what we need to be successful. From this, we have the understanding that we can never think small. And by never thinking small, it allows us to do what? Work harder. This is part one, y'all. I hope this has inspired you. Look, I want to connect with you. Connect with your boy at CVMK on YouTube. CVMK33 on the gram, my personal page. It is what it is, underscore show. And CVMK underscore global. And until next time, guys. Thanks. If you think exercise alone got me looking like this, well, think again. CVMK Global Super Thick got me right. I'm obsessed and yeah, I won't stop talking about it because it helped me grow in all the right places. Its creatine provides a fast and reliable way to increase your power, size, and shape. And it's scientifically proven to help you reach your physical goals in a safe, controlled manner. So if you want to increase muscle size, pump, and thickness in your muscle groups, you need Super Thick.